1: This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman, on WEEI.
2: Red Sox Review on a Wednesday night in Boston. Welcome to it. Cooper Boardman with you. Andrew Meehan back at our WEEI studios. Griffin Ward alongside me as we sit high atop Fenway Park tonight following what was really a quiet night tonight at Fenway Park. 10-4 loss for the Sox against the Minnesota Twins to drop them to 9-10. This is, of course, Red Sox review. we got a lot to review over the course of the next hour. Each team has won one so far. We will uh, get our answer as to where the Sox land at the end of uh, the series tomorrow as they take on the Twins of the afternoon getaway But tonight, uh, I would say right around the third, fourth inning was when you really started to think about tomorrow after the start for Corey Kluber. That is all part of it. We will talk about that. We'll get into the the Major League debut for Enmanuel Valdez, who is on tonight for the Sox, had a really nice start to his career. We'll get into kind of how this lineup is shaping up, where the bullpen is, and, of course, we'll take your calls. 617-779-7937. The number, that's 617-779-7937. The text line... Three seven nine three seven. Much to get to, of course. It's a big night with the Bruins rolling along right now. Got our all of our fingers crossed. What eight, eight minutes to go in that one? Still two goals to get. So maybe uh, by the time this show finishes up, that's when overtime will start. We'll see. But tonight, uh, as you look at it for the Red Sox, and, and the place to start is really that this night began, and it was about Corey Kluber and. You know, this the Corey Kluber deal is an interesting one for a number of reasons, and the first is what he has been so good at, what he has delivered time and time again in his career, and especially over the last couple of years, is right now the biggest concern about Corey Kluber to this point, and that's the command. This is somebody, and just to set the Corey Kluber scene for you, and we've talked you know, about the strike throwing, but I think it's worth diving into a little bit. This is somebody who in his entire career has probably, in my lifetime, over the last, I don't know, decade, decade plus, been the best strike thrower in Major League Baseball. This is somebody who went out there every single year for a five-year span between what was it, twenty fourteen and twenty eighteen went out and threw the most innings in baseball and every single one of those innings, it was strike after strike after strike. And the the A number one reason, the top of the line reason among many, that the Red Sox went out and got Corey Kluber was exactly that. That has been the calling card from Bloom, from the baseball front office, from, from the baseball operations perspective, from the, the, the clubhouse, and what Alex Cora has said as well, we need strike throwers. And obviously, we all know what happened last year. You know the difficulties that the bullpen and the starting rotation had at certain points, just the consistent inability to fill up the strike zone. That's why you go out and you get Corey Kluber, who last year threw right around 70% strike. Any metric that you go to with Corey Kluber, it all points to the same direction, which is uh, north, south, whatever, strikes for Corey Kluber. And it had been that way every single year. And it's just for whatever reason, and there are a few things we'll diagnose here as the night goes along, uh, a few different reasons why he hasn't just been as consistent in the strike zone. We're going to hear from him later on. We're going to hear as well uh, from Alex Cora as as we go along uh, tonight as well. Because, you know, their point of view and kind of as you start to reshape and get Corey Kluber back to where he's going to be. And you think he's going to get there. There's too much of a track record not to. But right now, it's just not been there, and we saw it tonight over five innings. The six hits he gave up when he was in the strike zone, seven earned. He walked two. That number could have been higher with the three ball counts and struck out just four over those five innings of work. Again, Red Sox Review, you're listening to it tonight on WEI. The number is 617 779 The text line, 37937. Cooper Boardman with you. We'll get to your texts. We'll get to your calls uh, as we go along tonight. At Fenway Park and you know it is interesting so uh, you go back to a year ago Corey Kluber threw right around 70% strikes that is elite unbelievable sterling silver uh, with what he is able to do in terms of putting the, the ball in the strike zone it's that darn simple this year, he's right around 63%. I know these numbers you know, don't mean a whole lot, just kind of arbitrarily. He's right around league average. Last year, he had the best walk rate in Major League Baseball, led the league at 3%. He has been this way. And it's not just like a one-off, like, ah, oh, you know, he had a really good year. It, he has done it over and over and over again. And the problem this year is not only, it's not so much about the walks. It's not so much, and that, by the way, is a concern. The the couple of walks tonight, the, the four on opening day and where that's been, but it is really about what happens when he does ultimately find the strike zone. He's just been in so many, and we saw this kind of all night tonight, we saw it especially in the first inning as it played out, that if you can't First, you know, put the first pitch strike in there consistently. If you are not consistently ahead in counts, he is at a point in his career, and this isn't a bad thing. There are plenty of older players that don't throw as hard as they used to that find ways to get guys out. But that road, man, is is so much harder when you're not throwing strikes consistently. And that's kind of the situation that Corey Kluber has found himself him, himself in uh, again and again in the early portion of this year. It's got to change. The Red Sox, obviously, it's not like they don't know this. It's not like he doesn't know this as well. But it, it is interesting. It opens up. Uh, a lot of conversation some of his struggles which were probably unexpected which you can like there, you can pave a yellow brick road I think mentally towards him getting back to his form you know he's he's been too good in in those departments from a strike throwing perspective uh, even in the last few years I mean you look at him uh, when he was a New York Yankee a couple of years ago and I know it's a, an, a a season that ends up being snipped off by injury but he threw a no-hitter and and even beyond that he threw strikes we saw it again and again uh, with the Rays a year ago, and now it is even in the colder weather, which you know does have a, a minute fact uh, factor in all of this. But it's just not been that way in the way that they need it to be uh, for Corey Kluber, and 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 that shows itself in what we saw tonight: the seven runs that he gave up, and in a season where his starts have have been frustrating. Uh, Really, you would say of the four of them, three out of the four would go in the frustrating category, although the five innings of one-run ball against the Pirates were strong. You look at that on a night where he threw 67 pitches against the Pirates, 44 of them were strikes. That's what happens when he's there. So it doesn't feel like, you know, he's not somebody that you look at and you say, he's not going to be able to find it. That's just not really the case. I I don't think that that's what's going to be the case, even at 37 years old. But it's about what are the steps to get there and over the course of the next 45 minutes. uh, We'll try to unpack that and get some of those answers as we hear from Alex Cora, Corey Kluber in the Red Sox clubhouse and some of my thoughts uh, as well. So we'll get to that. Uh, Also, again, want to get into the lineup and and what sets up to be a very big game for the Red Sox tomorrow. Uh, Right around this time tomorrow, really a few hours earlier. But at this time tomorrow, we will know if the Red Sox are going to walk into their next series against a very good Milwaukee Brewers team at 10 and 10 or will there be nine and 11 and even early on in the season that feels like a, a a pretty big gorge between those two especially with as will Fleming said it in the Nissan post game the quality of this division the quality of Uh, of the teams at the top, especially the Rays who just continue to stampede away from everybody else. They beat the Reds. The poor Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man. 8-0 earlier on today. At last check, the the Yankees and the Angels were tied at 2 in the ninth inning in the Bronx. And and that's not even before you get into the Blue Jays and the Orioles. And so, uh, again, this is about keeping pace, keeping step for step. As we, uh, as we go along in this season. Again, Red Sox review. The number to call we will get you to a break in a second. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. We'll take a break. We'll get you trending. Uh, Andrew Meehan will give you an update on the Bruins game that's going on right now. Then we'll come back, and we'll take uh, all your calls and texts. All that coming up. The Red Sox to the Twins tonight at Fenway. We're back in a moment. It's Red
1: Sox review right here on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet?
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in. Baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
1: Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. Ah!
2: Red Sox review on a Wednesday night here in Boston. Cooper Boardman back with you. Red Sox fall 10-4 against the Minnesota Twins. Andrew Meehan back inside our WEEI studios. Cooper Boardman now uh, sitting atop a darkened Fenway that had uh, really been dark from the start. Uh, Corey Kluber gives up a few runs in that first inning. And from that point on, it was a chase that the Red Sox would not win on the way to the 10-4 loss. They dropped to 9-10, much to get to uh, as we roll along. Red Sox review, the number is 617 779 The text line, of course, 379-379. And uh, before we go further, we'll get to Corey Kluber in a moment. We're about to hear from the manager, Alex Cora, as well. We do have to give you uh, Will Fleming from the Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com, and it was the first career hit for a man who... uh, made his major league debut tonight and Manuel Valdez
3: 0-1 the pitch is lined to third into the outfield of base head what a cool moment for Emmanuel Valdez his first major league at bat is a hit the other way get the baseball
2: for Valdez and he's sparking a rally here in the bottom of the third not even he could uh, could bite back the smile for his first career major league hit and then a night where uh, Red Sox didn't have a whole lot in, in terms of offense. Uh, it was a wonderful moment for a kid who has had a heck of a story and uh, Cooper Boardman with you on Red Sox Review. I'll, I'll just say this before we get to Alex Korn. We're about to in, in one moment, I promise. You know, my background, for those who don't know, I keep saying it, so somebody's like, "Yeah, you said this already but I'll say it. My background's in, in Worcester and so uh, I, I have seen almost every at-bat that uh, he has taken, and Manuel Valdez, uh, over the course of, of his Red Sox career, which is a short one. The backstory, if you don't know it for whatever reason, came over uh, from Houston in, in the Christian Vasquez deal, immediately made a big impact, had a wonderful year last year between AA and AAA, got off to the start and now, uh, a good start, and gets uh, his opportunity here here tonight with Yu Chang going on the paternity list, and uh, this is somebody, man, who who had all eyes trained on him the way he hit in spring training. It was about just kind of getting him uh, defensively at second ready to go and then also consistency in terms of commanding the strike zone. But but you saw a lot of the good, and I know he dropped the pop-up in shallow right tonight, and, and you, know, you can attribute that, I think, a little bit to the nerves jangling in the major league debut. But this is somebody... That And he showed it a little bit tonight with those couple of opposite field swings, including the sing- single you heard uh, just a moment ago. Uh, why the Red Sox are so excited about him. And he's somebody that I think uh, Red Sox fans as well are going to be so uh, excited about. And, and just watching him take it all in tonight. He looked no different than he does at AAA, which I think is the extraordinary part of this. This is somebody who comes to the park every day and has great joy in the ability in playing baseball and enjoying the moment and enjoying uh, playing with the guys around him. And uh, on a major league stage, he certainly looked the part tonight and Manuel uh, Valdez and uh, so that's that. Uh, that's wonderful. I'd like to talk a little bit more about him. We'll get to that. But Alex Cora, uh, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, is speaking right now. So let's let's get you there. His takeaways from the 10-4 loss against the Twins tonight. How uh, hard
4: is that night after night? It's tough. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it, at the end is actually the walks and all that stuff that... Come before the big swings, right? <clears throat> when we pitch ahead in the first inning, we do a good job. When we're behind, we we're getting crushed. So, you know, Corey will tell you, right? Is the walk, the leadoff walk, the hit by pitch, all that stuff before the big swing, you know? And we have to control traffic. That's the most important thing. And then after that, you avoid damage. What
2: do you see?
4: walk rate last year the lowest of his career and not the same. yeah I mean uh, obviously getting to know him um, I mean i don't know if his mechanics are always sound um, you know he's close to the strike zone but they're balls right so uh, something that he knows you know and throughout his career he's been you know to the edges but in the strike zone you know and now he's just a little bit off of the strike zone so We'll keep working at it. Um, you know, I think at the end he found a little bit of rhythm there using his mix, probably a little bit more, and hopefully something that you know he t- can take to the next start. What do you see from Valdez as a um, Like we said, you know, this guy he, he can hit. He can hit. Um, just hit the ball hard. Uh, t- you know, even the last at bat, he stayed with the pitch and go th- went the other way. Uh, under control, you know. Interesting night on the other side, you know. I think the fly ball Doogie has to go get that baseball. You know, he, he needs to. I mean, that's a fly ball to right field. He knows it. But the other one, he kind of rushed, so Cass dive in and bubble it, and he didn't make the play. That's the part that we have to keep getting, um, you know, him better because I, I do believe the bat is going to play in the big league level. No, 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 no. I think we went to. I mean, that pitch for the home run, we went to a place that we don't have to go. You know, that was bad pitch selection, and then he knows it. You know, his fastball plays in certain areas, and you know, um, I don't think he tried to go down and in, but he left it down and in. And like you said, you know, we had minute second one two count two outs with Buxton. They ended up walking him. It's kind of the same thing. You know, like you walk guys at this level, we talk about the. The errors, and all that, and they make you pay. And you know, he left a fastball down and in to a power hitting left handed, and you know, he didn't miss it. Is it, is it
2: a mentality?
4: All of his runs come. Um, I mean, shoot, we were talking about he was great the other day against two of the best players in the in the in the world, right? And he got him out. And um, today, you know, he got there with two outs, and you know, I don't think he wanted to go down and in, but he did, you know, and. Uh, and that's something that, you know, we talk about it. We we know where we have to go with the, his stuff. That's it that plays in certain areas. And when he goes to those areas, he's pretty solid. But, you know, he just missed down there and hit a ballpark. Would you uh, hear about Paxton tonight in his no, I haven't heard anything. Two-thirds of names, seven That's the first time I heard it, yeah. So. We
2: good? Alex Gore, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, following the 10-4 loss against the Minnesota Twins tonight. You're listening to Red Sox Review from Fenway Park. Cooper Boardman with you. Andrew Meehan inside our flagship studios. The number, of course, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Thanks for being with us. Perhaps you've just gotten in your car from the Bruins game. 6-3 with under 30 seconds to go. That series is even. And uh, it was a, a similar feel, I think, <laughs> obviously not a game of, of that import, but tonight at Fenway Park in a game that Corey Kluber gave up uh, a three spot in the first inning, gave up four in the third. And Alex Cora said it there, and, and this is where we kind of circle on back to the Corey Kluber conversation about his strikes or lack thereof, is for him the problem tonight and and all nights here has not so much and obviously you don't want to give up the home runs and the hard contact and the and the slug and all of that but the problem tonight is about early in counts and, and early in innings walks and hit by pitches and, and all of this amounting to things that we are not really accustomed to seeing from Corey Kluber. I mean, this is somebody that, and you heard one of the reporters say it there to Alex Kors, somebody who had been a 3% walk rate a year ago. And I know, you know, you say numbers like that and people's eyes glaze over and all that, but it, it's significant. I mean, he was the, in terms of walk percentage last year among the starting pitchers in the major leagues, he was the best guy. No one walked fewer men than, than he did percentage-wise. And so... You know the feeling there, and just listening to Alex and We're about to hear from Corey Kluber as well. It's not that far off. It doesn't feel that far off. His misses have been around the zone. This is not uh, the erratic uh, nature that w- of what we saw from Chris Sale in Detroit, where you know the first eight pitches of that game didn't didn't consider the strike zone. This is not that. It is not. Uh, mechanical Chris Sale has talked about his development over the last week or so as as mechanical he has been on the mound a ton throwing and throwing and throwing trying to iron out getting back to who he is and we saw the fruits of that of course last night this is not that for Corey Kluber this is about execution within the mechanics and so they believe and the again the what you heard there from Alex Cora the idea is he is not that far from where he needs to be but yeah you know, there's there's just not a lot of margin when at 37 years old and and that's not a a shot at his age or who he is or anything like that it's just the truth about being a 37 year old pitcher in this game which is you have to be in the strike zone consistently. You have to be on the edges as he has been over the last few years. And the great news about all of this is that when he is in the zone, when he is on those edges, he is a very, very, very good pitcher. That's the guy that the Red Sox signed. That's the guy that Haim Bloom signed. That is the guy that, that Alex Cora has asked for and, and what was so excited about in sprick trading as well. With his ability, but it does certainly open up a lot of questions, I think, uh, about this this starting rotation, how this is all going to work. James Paxton tonight, you heard that at the end, made a, a rehab appearance for the Worcester Red Sox on the road uh, in Allentown against the, the Lehigh Valley team, the, the uh, Phillies affiliate, and and struggled, and you know, just talking with Paxton after the game in Worcester the other day, just kind of this. All right, like I've taken another good step here. That's what it's been, another good step. And you know, I've not heard or, or seen much out of uh, Allentown to this point, but the results there uh, didn't seem like it was the the leap and bound and and really moon sized leap that the Red Sox were hoping that this particular rehab start uh, would have been in terms of command as he tries to really hone in the breaking stuff. But between that and Kluber, a couple of the older guys on this staff, there there are some questions there, and especially, as Will Fleming alluded to in the postgame there, especially with how well Cutter Crawford has pitched, how consistently he has been in the strike zone with elite-level stuff. He is almost throwing the ball back into the rotation at points. Now, as a long man, he certainly has his value, but you just kind of wonder there. Uh, all right, Red Sox review, we we roll along tonight. 617-779-7937, the number, the text line, 37937. I see the text. Uh, get to those in a quick second. But we do uh, have Corey Kluber uh, speaking after uh, after this game tonight. Kluber ends up going five innings, six hits, seven earned, two walks, four strikeouts. He does, of course, take the loss in a 10-4 defeat against the Twins. And uh, here he is after the game. <laughs>
3: You didn't. Um, you know, early on, especially, I just didn't execute enough pitches. Uh, either left too many, you know, in the fat part of the zone, or missing off the plate and getting myself in bad counts. Um, early on, wasn't a good recipe for success. You had uh, such
5: good command throughout, you know, your career, especially coming off the of last year. What do you think is um, just the issue this year with some of the blocks that you had?
3: Um, you know, I think it ultimately it boils down to just not executing enough pitches um you know I think maybe being a little bit too fine early on accounts might be part of it um you know not not that I'm trying to be I think it's just a, a byproduct of, of probably not being in the zone enough early on yeah, the, the home runs um not just tonight but in general is that just missing location not getting the spots you want to go or? more often not yeah um you know the first pitch home runs. If you're if you're throwing enough strikes, those are going to happen. You know I can I can live with that. Um, but in general, yeah, just getting into too many extended at bats, and then when that happens, and you miss your location, um, you know chances are it's not going to go in your favor. And ultimately, I, I got to do a better job of keeping the ball in the yard for sure. Alex was that he didn't think there was you know that you're. Mechanics are pretty clean; that it isn't really a, a delivery issue. So, you know, like, how do you set about trying to correct that in between starts? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like the delivery was, was really out of whack either. Um, you know, I think it's it's probably more than anything adjusting my sights on where I'm starting pitches. You know, if if I'm if I'm just missing, then I think it's it's a matter of adjusting my sights and you know trying to corral it into to get back in the zone better. Um, I don't feel like there's a you know, a lot of, of big misses where I'm, I'm missing drastically. I think a lot of it is is kind of, you know, off the edges and things like that. And so I just got to do a better job of getting that getting those balls in the zone. To describe some feelings around these first four starts with the Red Sox. Mixed bag, I guess, um, you know, a couple where I feel like I did execute pitch as well and then a couple where I didn't and those couple, you know, I didn't really give the team a chance to win. Um, ultimately, that's not going to be good enough.
1: What are the conversations like with your teammates? You know, you've had a lot of come-from-behind wins. You've had some playing losses. What do you kind of talk about after these kind of games in terms of, you know, trying to make adjustments for
3: next time? Um, you know, I think that more than anything, I think that after a game like today, you know, you, you try to move on from it and, and get, get ready for the next one tomorrow. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be – times throughout the course of the season where you get your butt kicked and you know i had a big part in that tonight um but you gotta you gotta flush it and, and move on because we got another one to get ready for tomorrow thank
2: you thank you cory cory kluber talking tonight after the red sox loss against the twins 10 for the final as we uh get you through it here on red sox review uh, it's the sound of a professional, right? That's the sound of a guy who's been there, done that, then done it again, and then done it again, really, at 37 years old. And uh, he has had four start stretches that have not been very good. And, and I, as he said, it's a mixed bag, some good, some bad. And, and maybe it hasn't been the the uh, biggest hello to, to the Red Sox faithful that maybe he would have wanted. But uh, certainly for him, it, it doesn't, doesn't look far off. I think that's the biggest thing. It doesn't... He's not throwing as many strikes as he has been, but it doesn't feel as though this is, you know, some big uh, existential issue or anything like that. It's just kind of been the result of things to this point. And uh, tonight, as he said, uh, he it was a big part of it, adding up to the 10 uh, 4 loss tonight against the Twins. All right, we'll get, get you to a break. We'll get to your uh, texts on the other side. Again, 617-779-7937. The number, the text line, 37937. You want to talk a little Bruins as well? We can do that after the loss tonight against the Panthers. That series is even. The Red Sox down to 9-10. and 10, And uh, I do, on the other side as well, want to talk about the Major League debut of Enmanuel Valdez and a wonderful moment for a kid who really, really deserves it. Get to all of it. All that on the other side, uh, right here on Red Sox Review, right on WEEI.
1: Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI.
2: Andrew Meehan delivering a little a leap on our way back here. Sure. Red Sox fall 10 4 against the Minnesota Twins tonight. It is Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman back with you. The number to call, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. If you're going to do either of those things, get it in. We only got a few more minutes as we take you up till the 11 o'clock hour tonight. As, uh, again, the, the Sox fall. Cooper Boardman with you. It's sitting, uh, again, above Fenway Park tonight, looking out on uh, a night where the Red Sox really just didn't do all that much on either side. There have not really been, and I think the the positive of all of this is there haven't been a lot of games like this this year. Red Sox have trailed a lot this year, but they have not played a lot of games that have felt uh, non-competitive and so, well, I'd take it for what it's worth, but I think uh, for, for them tonight, uh, tomorrow sets up as a very big game. Uh, we will get to that in a moment. The call lines are hopping. Uh, we will do it now. Wally in Fall River, uh, we got you now. You are on the air tonight on Red Sox Review.
6: Uh, what's up, Cooper? No, you have to be a realist, uh, very realistic about this team. You can't look through rose-colored glasses. They'll be around 500 all year. Uh, maybe at the end of the season they'll be about two games over, two games under. They won't be as bad as Oakland or some other teams. But you've had a lot of disappointments so far. You have to admit that. Corey Kluber with all these clunkers, uh, a seasoned major league pitcher who can't find a strike zone in his wild Paxton, all the money they spent on him, uh, they've got nothing for him. And now you're worried about Yoshida, all the money they gave him. And he's been a major disappointment. I mean, uh, Carr had to fill with the lineup every night. Uh, you, you don't have an explosive lineup. To me, right now, it's just a Punch and Judy lineup. Uh, you are got to have you know, a lot of stretches during the season where you can't score runs. Uh, it's very left-handed hitting, Cooper. Very leaning towards the ball. Uh, it seems like every batter that comes up for the Red Sox is left-handed. But uh even Tristan Castus, arojo, you've had a lot of disappointments so far. But uh what's your gut feeling on this team?
2: Well, uh Wally, thank you. Appreciate the call. It is a good question. You know, I think we're what we've seen so far, my gut feeling is is what the record says, right? It it's nine and ten and tomorrow if you win, it'll be ten and ten. And and you open that, Wally, by saying you know this team is is you know going to be around five hundred all year long, and and I'm not in the business of telling you what the record is going to be. I, I am in the business of of trying to kind of walk through the paths that you know could go either way, right? And, and you could see this going a few different ways. You could see, uh, you know, Chris Sale looking like the man that he looked like last night, and being the guy that they they paid him to be, and the guy that he so badly wants to be. You could see Cutter Crawford continuing to be who he has been, which is consistently uh, in the zone, electric stuff, and they give him that opportunity to be that. And that shows itself as as him being a high level major league starter uh, you could see Josh Winkowski continuing to be one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball from a long man perspective truly uh, you can see you know some of those things from the pitching side I think you know Alex Verdugo has been the re- has been a revelation uh Justin Turner after a slow start has been uh, really awesome and, and you expect him to be the guy that he was a couple of years ago not the guy that he was last year Rafi Devers is Rafi Devers. Kike Hernandez has these moments that, that he can get hot, and and so on and so on and so on. And I'll get to the rest of the lineup in a quick second because I do want to do that before we, we get out there, uh, get out of here, that is. Uh, but you can you can also see the other side of it. And the Red Sox, when you look at it from an analytical perspective, what the stats said, they were banking, coming into the year, on some of the biggest jumps uh, from individuals that that they could... That, they could ask for. Essentially, you know, they had kind of the biggest disparity be- between the the highest level that guys could be and the lowest level. And so it's easy to sit here and say, well, they're going to be around 500. They're banking on a little bit more. We've seen a little bit more in spurts. And I think that is why you cannot possibly sit here on April 19th and, 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 and burn the envelope. It's just not really worth it. And, and if that's the case, it's not really worth watching anyway. But I, I, I do think that there are a, a lot of positives kind of just a little bit below the surface for this team, which I know people don't want to hear, and, and the next call is probably going to be the yelling and screaming and all that, whatever. That's fine. But it, 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 there are points that you where you see legitimate growth and um, – you know, it's about kind of tapping into that and seeing that uh, consistently. And as I look at my screen here, it looks like I've, I've set up Mike in, in Connecticut perfect. Mike, uh, oh. welcome. You are on the air tonight on Red Sox Review.
6: <laughs> you ain't kidding, Cooper. You sent me a beautiful... Lay
2: yeah, it on us. Give it to us. Cooper,
6: come on. They're pathetic. They, they spent $90 million for a guy who's completely overmatched. He has no chance to make it. He, In fact... Wh- it's just aggravates it me more when they could have gave Schwarber the same contract and they didn't want him. Every as long as Bloom is running this team, Cooper, they're going nowhere. And I'm so sick of Coral with his pets and Ke- and Kiki Hernandez, I'm tired, he gets hot, he gets hot, he gets hot. He stinks. He he's a he's a two fifty hitter at best. The team is terrible. Every free agent that he signed, Paxton, he hasn't pitched in anything in two years. All these push- I can't believe he had. He still got a job, Cooper. Now I'm gonna let you talk.
2: <laughs> all right, no, no, Mike, I, I appreciate it. it that, that felt like it. It, so, it felt good for you just to say all of that, and uh, and thank you for the call tonight on on Red Sox Review. We're we're up against it here to get out of here, but I, I do want to just kind of walk through that uh, a little bit, and and. You know, there's a, a few parts of this. Uh, the first is from Masataki Yoshida's perspective, and, and I understand the, the ground balls and, and the batting average are not good. Like, that is not where you want him to be because of what he was billed as, because of what we saw in the World Baseball Classic, uh, and all of that. There are signs of, of life with him. The walks, uh, that is a percentage-wise. I mean, this guy hitting 167 was an on-base percentage of 310. That's hard to do. Like, he's walked a ton. So it shows the ability to control the strike zone. As for, you know, where he's at, I mean, he's played 13 major league games. 13 major league games. We were talking about uh, the other night on this show about Adley Rutschman and the first 50 at-bats of his major league career. And how awful they were. He hit like one-something in his first 50-something major league at-bats. He looked like somebody who had no chance to be a major league player... And I'll tell you what, if I had to, if you had ten bucks and I had to put it on somebody of this kind of generation of new baseball players that were going to make the Hall of Fame, I'd probably put it on Adley Rutschman. That's that. That's the thing. And so, yeah, for Masataka Yoshida, obviously, it is easy to sit here and critique the contract and crit- critique it all when he's hitting one sixty-seven. But there are little points of, of what he's done where it's like just give it a little bit of time, just just don't. It, that's just not it's not worth it right now. It's it's early, and and you know what? You want to come back in July and we're having a similar conversation. It's a whole other thing. Uh, from just the the general kind of where this team is at, I, I just go back to the idea of look at the lineup tonight. You got Alex Verdugo. We got one minute, so I got to do this real quick here. Uh, Alex Verdugo up top has been wonderful. I don't think Mike or anybody can complain about what he's given. Justin Turner, similar story. Rafi Devers, similar story. And so... I'm just gonna pave you the path here as as you look forward. Uh, you know, for Kike Hernandez, this is somebody they've not asked a whole lot of offensively, right? Like it's just about be versatile defensively and get hot when you need to. I think that's okay in his role. But what it's about is guys like Tristan Casas and making the jump. And you know, it's only been 50 something, 60 something plate appearances. They've looked a lot better. Some hard hit balls tonight. The walks there. Uh, it, it's about what you get from the platoon stuff as well, and, and again, we're running out of time here. But uh, just it's going to be okay. Like it's it's early, and a win tomorrow gets you to ten and ten. And 500 ball for a lot of the year, you're a lot better than everybody, and you are more than in a postseason conversation and all of that. But, hey, that's why they play the games. We'll see how it goes. I got to go. Andrew Meade inside the studio. Big thanks to him. Cooper Boardman saying goodnight tonight from Fenway Park. This is, of course, as always, been Red Sox Review on Weei.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet?